Hello and welcome to the Audio Biography Podcast, the podcast where we discuss the music that changed our lives and yours. I'm your host, Richie, and I'm flying solo on this one, and this will be uh, this will be a fun episode. I'm going to make some bold, shocking, and outrageous statements. Now, some of these are arguments that I've had either online or in real life. Um, at least one of them is just sort of a, probably a guilty pleasure admission that probably won't surprise a lot of people. But, um, yeah, that's what this episode is going to be. Before we get into that, I just want to debut uh, a song that I wrote and recorded. Now, it's very short, and the way this came about is a couple of friends of mine on a podcast, Craig uh, Smith and Brian Jacobs from over at Pods and Sods, they recently recorded a two-pick ten episode on Billy Joel. Basically, this is a series where they take an artist, each one of them pick uh, ten songs as their desert island picks, and uh, there's no overlap, so you get 20 uh, unique songs. Uh, They have to have backups. They don't tell each other ahead of time. Fantastic episodes. But at the beginning of that episode, I was very shocked as I'm driving down the road and I'm listening I get about a minute in, and Craig has a song. And this song's because Brian's on the podcast. And the song also uh, name drops me. And it was um, it was pretty epic. And it's uh, something that uh, you guys need to listen to. I'll make sure that I get a link to the episode. Uh, I highly recommend it. I highly recommend any any of those that they do. Uh, Also on the Pods and Sods recently, I've been listening to Eric Miller and a couple of other guys do um, what he calls a six-pack, where each one picks two songs, and they've been doing uh, soundtracks, uh, music from soundtracks. Fantastic. Uh, While I'm talking about what I'm listening to right now, if you've not checked it out, uh, it's not really music-related, but sometimes there are musical guests, but uh, sports journalists radio talk show host and ESPN personality uh, Dan Lebetard has a new podcast out and it's called uh, Lebetard AF which is a double entendre uh, but it stands for and friends so it's really good he has some high caliber guests Uh, they usually talk for a while he's very good at interviewing Um, highly recommend it and I guess an old standby of mine that I would throw out there is uh, from Gimlet Media, No Reply. It's it's kind of a hodgepodge of internet and tech and investigation, and uh, the hosts are fantastic. It's just a it's just a fun listen, and it's it's always uh, something that when a new episode comes out, it's about the first thing that I'm listening to. So uh, that's that's all the things I'm listening to right now. But back to the song. So, Craig does this song that references me and Brian, and I have a reply to it, and I'm going to uh, play that for you right now. Here goes. Well, I took a trip to Nashville to see some Facebook friends. I grabbed Sherry and a suitcase and a copy of the pens. I snuck up on old Craig Smith, Eric Miller by his side, and then I met Brian Jacobs. 
Jacobs watched our romance sprout. And there you have it, the world premiere of me and Brian Jacobs. Uh, the genesis of that is I went to Nashville back in August with Sherry to um, this expo called uh, Rockin' Pods where all of these um, podcasts that I listen to, uh, they kind of all meet together. They record all day. They have a lot of guests. And so I finally got to meet these guys, and it turned out that uh, um, Brian and I spent a little more time together than I think Craig liked. So anyway, sorry, Craig. Uh, we're, we're just best buds now. All right, moving on, I would like to go ahead and, uh, before I move on, I have noticed that I'm getting a little uh, sniffly today, and I don't know if it's allergies or a cold, so if this sounds funny, I'm sorry, and I don't really, I don't care to just go ahead and record this and let you guys listen, but apologies if I sound a little stuffy, I don't know, I can't tell. So let's go on to the bold, shocking, and outrageous statements. And first up on this list, it is an argument that I had with a friend and uh, also a discussion that I had on Facebook recently, and it is this. Credence Clearwater Revival is terrible. Terrible. It, their music is it's bland and repetitious, and it's mediocre. It's uninventive. And John Fogarty's voice... I don't know how people sit and listen to that over and over and over. It is so grating. And I know this is not a popular opinion. Most of the people that I talk to love Credence. I just don't. And and, and not only that, I can't stand it. The best part uh, of a Credence song is that most of them are only two and a half to three minutes, so they're over fast. But if you love them... That's cool. I'm not trying to change your minds. I'm not trying to tell you what to listen to or what to like, but I've just got to tell you, it's. Uh, I remember growing up um, in the 70s, early 80s, and those Time Life, Greatest Hits, um, Credence, uh, Credence Clearwater Revival, Greatest Hits album commercials during um, the syndicated run of the Brady Bunch that lasted forever. Maybe there's something to it there that seeing and hearing those commercials over and over and over as a kid just somehow ruined me. But, yep, I said it. CCR, terrible. Fight me. Okay, second. And I've got, um, I think I've got four of these. And if I can come up with a bonus at the end, I will. If I can just come up, think of some argument that I've had recently. But second... This one's going to tick off a lot of my friends. It's going to tick off my brother. I don't really care. Um, the band Cinderella, overall, better band than Guns N' Roses. I love Appetite for Destruction. Uh, still to this day, there are songs on there that are uh, harder for me to listen to now than it used to be, but it's amazing that uh, uh, there's been no other band in the history of rock that has gotten more mileage out of one great album and then really nothing else the the illusion albums that they released after um there's there's a good song here and there i I guess my two favorites there would be estranged and november rain they're both just they're really good songs um but overall those those things are terrible a lot of it were outtakes and probably 
possible B-sides from even before Appetite for Destruction and had no business being on an album. And so, and then after that, you had the band break up, and then there was like 20 years of Chinese democracy hubris. Um, Axl Rose constantly saying that he's about to uh, release this album called Chinese Democracy, and, and it was like 20 years. And then they finally released it, and it was terrible. It was so bad. Of course, you didn't have the real Guns N' Roses. So back to Cinderella. They are um, your classic hair band. They were, um, I don't know, they were not nearly as popular as, say, um, Poison or Motley Crue or or Guns N' Roses, who I don't really consider a hair band, or Def Leppard, who I don't. But they were a good, solid band, and they had a good, solid run of albums. And just, you can just take Night Songs and Long Cold Winter. Um, those were great albums, and... I would give the opener uh, of Long Cold Winter, the uh, Bad Seamstress Blues, into Falling Apart the Seams. I, I would, I would give you that over almost anything in Guns N' Roses catalog to listen to. It's just really good stuff. I love in the the beginning part, the Falling Apart. I'm sorry, the beginning is Bad Seamstress Blues, and Tom Kiefer singing in his natural voice. I wish that he had done that more um, when he went into that kind of screechy Brian Johnson from ACDC kind of thing. That didn't always work for me, but the songs were good. And there was enough of his natural voice for me to um, still uh, still love the music. And, you know, when Axel goes into screechy, nasally thing, he sounds way worse. Just He just does. Um, in fact, again, you can fight me on that one. Terrible. So, yeah. Cinderella overall better band than Guns N' Roses now my next one is it'll be this one is not straight negative like the first two and then my last one's going to be a total positive it's a positive for me so number three um, here's my position I think that Nirvana did two things they both cleaned up rock and roll and also started it on its road to ruin. Um, you know, by the end of the 80s, the beginning of the 90s, the hair bands were just not doing it for me and most of my generation, uh, which is Gen X. It was it was all glitz and glam and excess uh, to the max. I mean, it was uh, they turned that stuff up to 11. And you know, most of the people in my generation at that time. You know, we're going off to college, or we're going off to work, we're becoming adults, we're starting our lives, and we were coming to grips with our childhoods. And it was, you know, for a lot of people, uh, it was hard growing up in the 80s. Now, there were a lot of great things in there, as me and Rob discussed on the podcast before. But by the time we, we get to 90 or 91, we're, we, like I said, we're coming to grips. So Nirvana came along. Uh, completely different. I, I don't think Nirvana's a, a great band. I think they're a good band. I think they're extremely overrated. But they did come along and, and, and they completely changed things. And just a really quick story on that. Uh, I was at the University of Tennessee. It was my sophomore year. And the guy that lived next to me, uh, he listened to, he was listening to Motley Crue and Metallica and and just other harder rock uh, of that nature and 
you know, he would, I would always hear it through the wall. He would always hear, at the time I was straight hip hop. That's about all I listened to at that time. But we, we were really good friends and I appreciated his music because I, it was music that I, I liked as well, especially in high school. Well, I come home one day and I hear this music next door and we all kept our doors open so I could hear it fairly clearly. And I hear this music and I'm like, what in the hell is that? Uh, it was I had never heard anything like it, and it he had gone to the local record store, which was I think it was called Turtles. It was kind of a chain uh, down next to campus, and he had gotten Nirvana, Nevermind, and it was um, it was it was amazing. Not that I thought immediately it was the greatest music I ever heard. It was just amazing to hear this guy that was listening to the rock and roll that everyone was listening to all of a sudden switching over to this just primal visceral noise rock and rock and roll needed that it needed a wake-up call it it had and and all of these things cycle but unfortunately in many ways it's not cycled again since and the reason that i say that nirvana also uh, got us on the road to ruin as far as rock and roll goes is uh, you know of course um, God rest his soul Kurt Cobain he killed himself and shortly after um, you know all the bands that that came up with Nirvana um, in that whole scene um, who who were a, a big part of also cleaning up rock and roll I mean you had Pearl Jam which I, I they're a great band they're one of the all-time greats, but you know you had Soundgarden and Alice in Chains and Screaming Trees, and there was there was a lot of stuff that um, that was uh, it was a uh, a worthy uh, a worthy successor to the excess of the hair metal, but then they all sort of started becoming a little more commercial because that's what happens they get popular people like it people buy records cds and then the push comes to sell more records and cds and as that happened all of these knockoff bands began to emerge and in the late 90s we end up with you know the likes well i guess late 90s early 2000s we end up with the likes of of Creed and Nickelback and Puddle of Mud and on the more adult contemporary side, if, if, if you could say that, would be like Three Doors Down and all of these terrible, terrible bands. Um, the, the Just no good lyrical content, um, no musicianship. Uh, the production on those albums are, it's terrible. And I blame Nirvana. So they cleaned things up, but then it all went to hell. And now we are where we are in rock and roll music. And, you know, it's all that I can do to even try to listen to something modern. And there are some good some good things out there. Like my favorite band right now out there that's, that's a rock and roll band uh, is The Struts. I've seen them twice live. You can't even imagine how good they are until you see them live. And maybe things are going to turn around. I don't know. Uh, you've got uh, Greta Van Fleet. A lot of people really like them, and I don't mind that. I think they're good for rock and roll, 
They, they sound like rock and roll. They are a throwback. They'll find their voice. They'll find their own thing. Everybody starts out copying somebody else, but they're just another example. But we're in pretty pretty bad shape with rock. I mean, Foo Fighters, I mean, they're one of my favorite bands ever. But they're, they're at a point where they're not going to be making records much longer. I don't even know if they'll make another. It, 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 they may have made their last one. I don't know. But um, so that's, yeah, Nirvana. Saved rock and then ruined it. All right, that's three. Those are my three kind of negatives. Um, fourth one is a confession. And it will make sense to lots of people, especially if you've listened to the podcast, uh, especially if you know me, and if you know uh, a little bit about what I'll put up with. So here it is, my confession. I love American Idol, and it's back, and I'm watching it now. I watched the new season last season. I just watched the premiere this week. And my love of the show goes all the way back to the very beginning, first season when Kelly Clarkson won. Uh, watching it with uh, when back when my girls were little. Uh, now they're they're both over twenty years old. But it was it was easy to get me to start watching it, and some of you know why. Paul Abdul, yep, she was one of the hosts, and she was one of my heart throbs still is love her love her love her and it was easy to start watching it once i started look i know it's a reality show and i know that there's a lot of rigging probably that goes on i shouldn't say probably i'm not going to hedge there's a lot of rigging that goes on and but i still i love it i love the format i love the auditions into the hollywood week into the group competitions and all the way into their finals they've cut a lot of that down in the new uh the the new version which is good it 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 tended to be a little too long and it tended to drag a little little too much from week to week but yeah it's it's a show that i love and i love to watch and i don't mind saying it i'm going to get a lot of shit about that i'm sure but that's okay you can um, throw your hate this way i'll take it so that was number four and i said if i could think of a fifth because four is weird to end on for most people i I don't mind ending on a four or a six but i'll give you a fifth because i just thought of something Um, tom morello of rage against the machine um, as well as other bands and i love rage against the machine there it's if 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 i'm feeling like I need to let some anger out or they're just perfect but Tom Morello so overrated I get so tired of hearing about how great and innovative Tom Morello is and I know he's not in the conscience of the nation right now or anything like that but it's just something that I was talking about with somebody the other day because they had seen him I think they said they saw him on maybe it was Access TV and I know exactly what they were talking about it, and it's from John Lennon's 70th birthday concert, 70th, I think so. And I've seen it, and he does power to the people. And they thought that it was so great, and it was awful. And 
when we got into the discussion, they made the comment that, oh, but you know, he, he does so many cool and new and innovative things over the years on the on his guitar. And my answer to that is a lot of those things that he does, it's just, it's repackaged him, Jimi Hendrix tricks and people eating it up is innovation. It's, it's, it's not, and he's just not very good. So there you go. There's your bonus to just from the top of my head so that'll that'll end it right now for my list and um i will uh end this podcast by giving you a few updates um rob and i haven't haven't released an episode since the first one and that's been about three weeks and uh that's my fault Uh, I, i decided to launch a podcast in the middle of um getting a recertification for my job at work that was extremely important and i had to kind of take a lot of time off of all of the fun things that I do and study, which is really hard for a guy that's 47 years old with all of his school in the rearview mirror. Um, I don't like school. I don't like to study. I don't like to take tests. But I did well on the test, passed it. I'm good at least for another three years now. Don't have to worry much about that. So that said, I've got a lot of content coming. Um, Matter of fact, I've got to figure out how I'm going to spread it out and how I'm going to release things. Uh, this will be the next thing that you hear right now, what I'm doing. Um, but my wife and I are traveling to Asheville tomorrow to see um, Citizen Cope at the Orange Pill. I'm really looking forward to that. I've, I've seen uh, Citizen Cope, I guess, three, four times now. It's always a really good show. But while we're there, uh, the next day I'm getting together with one of my favorite musicians, um, somebody that's not very well known um, to a lot of you. His name's Andrew Scotchy of Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. Um, we met them about three years ago. It was actually it was this time of year, so it's been three years, and. Uh, we have just fallen in love with their music and have become really good friends with them. He's got he's got a really great story, a great heart, and I just want to sit down and talk to him about his influences. And um, he just came uh, back from his first uh, tour out west. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that and just, just generally um, sit and have a good time. So that'll be coming up. Um, I'm going to record an episode with my daughter, Brianna, that uh, where I'm going to ask her 10 questions from the musical past to see how well she can do as a 20 year old I'm pretty sure she'll do just fine but that's going to be fun because she's just hilarious and I can't wait Um, Rob and I just uh, recorded um, an episode the other night that I'm still working on uh, and I'm, I'm not going to give it away just yet but it's a good one and then we've got our next our next one is uh, already planned out. We know what we're doing. So looks like I should be able to, um, at least for the foreseeable future, I'll have something released uh, once a week for a while now. And sometimes I'm going to jump in and do something like this, and it'll be an extra one that week. Uh, I, 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 when, when I'm not recording or not thinking about what I'm going to talk about or doing research or anything like that I really miss it now even though I've I've done one solo I've done one with Rob and then um, of course now this one and the one uh, that we recorded the other night and it's it's just always a really good time so 
be on the lookout for all that stuff. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you know, peace and love. Talk to you later.